Oftentimes when I travel, I run into people whose story needs to be told. They're heroes. I think there are a lot of modern-day heroes out there today, but most are just invisible and, to be honest, don't see themselves as heroes. Truth is, if you were to call Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King Jr. or anyone else for that matter you consider a hero, if you were to call them a hero, they would probably laugh at you and say something along the lines of, I'm not a hero, I just do what needs to be done. That's exactly what Happy Life Studios sees a hero as, too. Someone who does the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And if you think of all the heroes throughout history, you'll see that pretty much that's the case for all of them. They just did the right thing at the right time for the right reason, which is exactly why we started a podcast within Happy Life Studios called Limelight. Because we want to highlight these modern-day heroes. And that's exactly what Limelight was. It was the first version of the spotlight. Before the spotlight was invented, to highlight someone on the stage, they would take lime and they would put it in a canister and they'd heat it up and it would shoot off this iridescent light on that person they're trying to highlight. And lime, obviously, is a main color of Happy Life Studios. You'll notice our logo. If you've seen much of our stuff, our videos or our podcasts, whatever, you see the little lime green smiley face. That isn't just a cute little logo. Lime green isn't just my favorite color. It means something. And if you want to know more about that, you can actually go to our episode called The Lime Green Nerd and the Giant Professor, episode 297. So we started Limelight with the intent to highlight these modern-day heroes. Problem was, I forgot that we had started that. So I started one episode, and since then, we've highlighted many heroes. I just didn't put them under the title of Limelight. Well, I remember now, so that is what we're going to do from here on out. So welcome to our second episode of Limelight, where we will highlight a hero that changes lives as an owner of, get this, you want to talk about something that makes people happy. I know it certainly makes people unhappy if they don't have this. Today, we're going to introduce you to someone who owns a coffee shop. She started there as an employee and now owns it. But this isn't how she makes people happy. It's not why she is a hero. Not directly, anyway. Well, listen and you'll see what I'm talking about. And one last thing. Since limelights are highlighting heroes and their stories... You'll notice they're usually going to run a little bit longer because, well, their lives are just full of a lot of cool things and they just need to be put in the limelight. Coffee makes people happy. And in Seattle, coffee shops made people happy and i am in my favorite one in seattle right now and it's just 150 paces exactly from my house to here it takes me less than a minute to get here and it is my favorite place uh, to come and chill and hang out and work and i am honored to interview lauren peaver the owner of this fine establishment lauren welcome to happy life studios which is actually ristretto's 
coffee and wine. Yes. Lauren, the Lauren of the clan Ristretos is <laughs> yes. here today. How yes. are you, Lauren? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. We're, we're in a place I feel most comfortable, right, which is Ristretos. So I'm stoked to be here, stoked to be chatting with you and just happy to be here. You're happy anyway. Aw, you're sweet. You probably, you know what, you are happy to be here, but I, I think you're happy just to be in life. That's, that's funny that you say that because that's the truth. I think the one piece about me that's been critical really since day one, but I've been through some really tough seasons in my life and, and a mentor of mine, her name's Noelle, she always told me growing up, you have one choice and it's your perspective and you get to choose how you respond to what happens to you, what, wow. what life brings at you, what people bring at you, what situations happen to you, right? You can't change that those are coming to you, but you can choose how you respond. And that's something that I've adopted or tried to not perfect by any means, but tried to adopt in every area of my life because it's all I have. If I don't have my joy, my perspective, my happiness, then what do I have? Right. So you don't, you don't just put on your happy because you're working here. Sometimes I do. I mean, what I'll say is some days are tough, right? This is, this is a, the hardest, best thing I've ever done in my life, but some days I do. But what's interesting is when it kind of overflows from your being or your spirit, right? It's easy to put on a face on the right, hard days. Right. So it, it, is it inauthentic? Maybe, but not most of the time. Have you ever noticed Some that? Days. Have you ever noticed like those days that are tough? You put on a smile to honor the other people that come in. It's not like you're trying to fake it. 100%. But does that ever change your attitude by always, doing it? Almost always. Because I think when it is part of you already, a hard day is just a hard day that hopefully only turns into a hard moment, right? And it's important to me to, okay, if, if I have to put on the face that doesn't feel really actually joyful today, I hope it's going to make me feel joyful later. And almost always it does. Yeah. In for fact, sure. that's why sometimes I even wonder why in the world I'm doing Happy Life Studios because <laughs> I can struggle happy. with being happy. Right, right. <laughs> yes. And I can struggle with being happy. <laughs> right. But I'm a, I am a happy person, but there's days that just aren't, you know, and sometimes right. I, I feel like, why am I telling people how to be happy when I don't seem to have a handle on myself? And it's like you, when you come to work and, and at your job, you can't hide in a cubicle somewhere. Right. You have to be happy for people. 100%. But yet it changes your attitude when you kind of have to. And ha- that's what Happy Life Studios has done for me. I mean, you can be struggle with your happy, but when you got to put out a podcast, you got to put out a video or two, you've right. got to interview some people, you've got to, you know, put out a bunch of posts. It tends to change your, you know, sometimes you just got to make the action first and the belief system right. will follow behind it. I completely agree. I completely agree, especially having a specifically a team of staff that are most most predominantly young women. Um, that's, that's something that I've noticed to be unique in this situation because they very much so absorb a lot of what's around them leadership wise. And as I did, right. As a, as a young person years ago. Right. So I, and I'm not much older or different age than them. Right. So I'm learning as I'm teaching that, you know, choosing your perspective is critical in every area of what you do. It just happens to be for them when they walk into Ristretto's. It's like, okay, let's leave it at the door. I say that a lot. Leave it at the door. Have a great day. See what we can get out of this day. And almost always someone has a good report. So I'm grateful for that. And I'll tell you, your staff here, your baristas are just super sweet, super kind. They're super fun. I like to tease them. I like to give them a hard time. (laughs) And they're just, they, they really have a happy in them that isn't fake. You can tell when someone's being fake right. and maybe they're just having a bad day, but your staff here is fantastic. Oh, so I you. just give you a heads up. Appreciate Got a question that. for you. Have okay. you ever heard of a Zamboni? A Zamboni uh-huh. that like 
that smooths the ice. Yes, yes there you go. How, does, how do you know about that? Okay, You're from so, Seattle. How would you know about that? So I am obsessed with original Disney movies, right? Okay. So all of the Disney Channel originals, like I'm a millennial, right? So all of those were huge when I was a kid. There's this movie called Ice Princess. That's a phenomenal Disney Channel movie. I still watch it to this day, but there is a part of that movie that's all, movie that's all about the Zamboni driver. And so this girl and it's 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 quite a story for sure but the the ice skater had never skated on freshly smoothed ice and at one point in the movie she's following the zamboni driver as he's freshly smoothing the uh, ice and it, it, it i'll never forget it so yes yeah. that is where i have I'm heard impre- i've seen a zamboni say, i'm impressed i'm impressed <laughs> um happy lifer so that that's the zamboni is just the big machine that goes on the ice hockey rinks or the hockey rinks or the ice rinks, and it just puts a thin layer of water behind it, like a squeegee kind of, and it smooths mm-hmm. out the ice. And, and, you know, I spend a lot of time in the, in the Midwest and Minnesota, Wisconsin, stuff like that. And oh, you everybody, probably see those everywhere. Oh, everybody right. knows what a Zamboni is. Uh-huh. In fact, here's the part that kills me, is that there are a lot of... <laughs> first time I heard it, it just cracked me up, but there's a lot of a youth, they have dreams of being a Zamboni driver, when they get older, they why? Just, I wonder why. Because hockey it's so cool. is so big up there. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, Got it. The frozen tundra. You know, th- there's just a, a group of people that love the idea of being a zamboni. When the zamboni driver comes out on the ice and you're up there, you you kind of watch people just watching the zamboni. And honestly, it's kind of like it's cool to watch. Really, it's like I, I watch this TikToker who. He always goes and he edges people's and weeds people's lawns. And, I see you know, those too. I love that. I don't know I love why it. that is so, <laughs> so attractive, but it is. But the Zamboni is exactly <laughs> like that. Same thing. It's like okay, an ASMR it. video. It's like a, <laughs> and so, but what a Zamboni is to Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, uh, coffee shops are to Seattle area. Wow. Right? That's, that's so a great point. I want to get in your head a little bit and find out what it's like to work. Not You don't just work in a coffee shop, though. Uh-huh. And you don't just manage the coffee shop. You mm-hmm. actually own this coffee shop. And I have to tell you, this coffee shop, I, I'm more into environment than I am into, into the actual quality of the food. The quality of the food can suffer. If the environment is cool, I'm there. You're right? easy to please in That's that why sense. I like yeah. Bubba Gumps. The food isn't the best, but <laughs> the food I love is not going great, to Bubba Gumps. It yes, is. Yes, I totally um, agree. Uh, what's the place? Uh, Rainforest Cafe. Oh, my gosh. Such a blast. The, right. Yes. Right. And the totally food agree. is expensive, and it's maybe not that good, but, boy, I sure love it's going fun. there, right? Yes. Well, the environment here is just so ch- – and it's, the guy that designed this, uh, Curtis Lang, I think yes. his name was. Yes. And it's unbelievable. And it's got – unpointed. it goes up the two stories – the ceiling goes up at an angle. I'm doing my hand like you can see it, Happy Lifer. But it goes up at an angle. And then the front is all glass. Mm-hmm. And when the clouds dissipate, you get the perfect view of Mount Rainier that takes your breath away. Every time the sun comes out and I see Mount Rainier again, it takes my breath away. Yeah. It is so majestic. And you've got this nothing but two stories of glass. Right. And then you've got this cool seating area out there. The best seat, coffee seating area outside just about that. I would really agree. Done. I would agree. And then you also have a glass door that opens up and it allows just that, all that. And so this place is amazing. And I want to talk about your chais in a second yes, too. Because yes. I don't like coffee. I moved, yes. That's why I moved to Seattle because I hate coffee. But I do love <laughs> chais. Um, but what's it like, I don't know, working or managing or owning a coffee shop yeah. in Seattle? It's such a great question because my journey here at Ristretto's is unique. Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually worked here as a barista seven years ago, eight years ago. I had my six-year anniversary just a couple days ago of when I left my job here. And I made a post about it on Facebook and 
it was a really monumental moment for me to just reflect on that because I remember when I worked here and I loved it so much. It was just a fun high school, early college job, but I loved it so much. And I loved our previous owner and I loved everything about this place that you just described existed prior. And I remember just feeling like, gosh, I really, really hope my story here isn't over, right? My, my time here isn't actually over experiencing what this is is so important to me. So I continued as a customer, right? And I live local. So I still knew a lot of the staff and I stayed in touch with the owner and all of that. And, um, fast forward to, to about 18 months ago is when we purchased it. Me, my mom and stepdad were all partners. And, um, I, I call, I found out Gina was selling and I called my mom and I'm like, mom, do you guys actually want to invest? Is this actually something that you're interested in? You know, they always said, if there's a business that you want to do, that's worth it, lucrative, all of those things, we'll talk about it. Well, this was a quick opportunity that came up and I, I jumped right on it and I was like, oh my gosh, can we do this? And they were like, well, you know, let's look at the numbers. Let's see how it goes. All the things fast forward. It, it was meant to be ours. I believe that it was truly meant to be ours. And I believe that my heart in this place was meant to still continue. Um, but fast forward to now, 18 months later, what is it like? I truly, I can't even put into words. It's a total dream come true. It, it, it's the coolest. Not only is this, this space and this location so monumental for our community, Covington, Maple Valley, Black Diamond, Enumclaw, you know, the South Sound community, like it is truly such a gift. And our customers are such a gift to see, right? We, we, we took it on right after COVID, right? So wow. to see the books and the taxes and the P&Ls and all the things, how it even was sustained through COVID, don't get me wrong. They pivoted beautifully. They did take and bake meals and, and adjusted the menu and all of those things. They pivoted how they needed to. But to see how a place like this was not even hardly phased during a global pandemic that essentially killed 20% of Seattle businesses, wow. restaurant, coffee shop, wine, wow. whatever. This one was still thriving coming out of it. Wow. And that speaks to, I think, not only what this place is, but the community that surrounds it. And so I think being rooted in this community for my whole life really, really has helped not only the success of Ristretto's, but me enjoying this process because every single day I walk in this place, I see three or four people that I know and love personally that I've known for years. And I hope that's how everybody feels when they walk in here. That's critical to me. When I think about how is this, do I enjoy it? What does it look like? I hope that people feel not only at home here, but that they see people that they know and love here as well. And so that's, that's kind of the gist of, of how it's been. It's been freaking awesome. Hardest thing ever. Best thing ever. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm 26. Okay. It's not a secret. I'm 26. I have almost 20 employees. I, it, it varies between 18 and 22, depending on the time of year. And in a lot of ways, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I will say I have great people teaching me. Uh-huh. I have great mentors in my life that, you know, instill and speak life into me and give me context on how to handle things. I study HR like on the side because I'm like, I don't know how to handle situations with employees very well. And it's like, I very much still am figuring it out. So it's tough. It's really hard every day. It's tough, but it's freaking awesome. It's so fun. I don't know. How can it be tough and fun at the same time? How can you be happy when it's difficult? Uh, I think I, I just keep at the forefront of my mind. What a gift this is. Love that. What a gift that it is to be in this role. What a gift it is to, to speak life into our employees and our staff. What a gift it is to um, be appointed essentially with 
the opportunity to continue this legacy. And that's truly what this place is, is it's a legacy in our community. And I take that so seriously. And I take the responsibility of that with such gratefulness that I'm like, hmm, even on the days that I have to deal with a health inspector or a really, really tough, you know, interaction with a customer or a vendor that makes me want to pull my hair out, right? I'm so grateful. And I think for me, being grateful for this opportunity overarches any other negative feeling. So I'm able to wake up every day excited because it's such a gift. And I never want to lose sight of that. I love that. I was going to ask you if there's anything you wanted to say to other bosses or business owners or managers, if you had any tips for them, what would you say to them? But you already mentioned, and I still might ask you that, but you brought up several things right there. Mm -hmm. You said, number one, perceive this as a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, your job, whether you're an employee or an employer, whether you're an owner or a manager or whether you're a cleaner or a groundskeeper or whatever, your job, it's a gift, Mm -hmm. right? And when you see it as a gift, number one, that's huge. Secondly, you talked about how you don't know what you're doing and you're going to find out I'm a little bit older than you. I'm like twice your age. Okay. (laughs) That's no secret either. Okay. Every time that I started something fresh, I had no clue what I was doing Right. and it was so much more fun and it was scary and fun and fun and scary. And those two go hand in hand. The more I did that job and got good at it, the fear went away, but so did a lot of the fun. Right. And it was a lot more fresh. It was a lot more raw. It was a lot more passion. It was a lot more when I didn't know what I was doing because you wake up and you're, you're alert. You're, you're trying to figure stuff out. Right. We like to, we like to get rid of the questionables, the unknowns, the, so we can relax. But sometimes when you relax, what I'm saying is, is you're going to figure this out 18 months in, you probably already noticed now you're going through the second year. Right. And so the second time you've done taxes, the second time (laughs) you've done payroll or whatever, it's a little bit easier, you know, but you don't ever want to lose that freshness of it's okay. To, I, I love the fact that you don't, you say you don't know what you're doing, but you're okay with that mm-hmm. because it is okay with that. Mm-hmm. When we do something new, we don't know, but no one knew what indoor plumbing would be like. Nobody knew what electricity right. would be like. Nobody knew. I mean, think about going to the bathroom inside your house when they use a stinky outhouse. That had to have been crazy for people. Right, right. right. And, and so, number one, you don't know what you're doing, but you still figure it out. And mm-hmm. secondly, and then thirdly, I mean, is... That you ask, you got people in your life that you talk to, that you open mm-hmm. yourself up to. You study HR when you need to know about HR because the answers are out there mm-hmm. and you're not afraid to go get them. So those are three reasons why I think you're very successful here at Restretos. But is there any other thing that you can think that you would? Yeah, I think I had a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day and, and specifically in the realm of employees because owning and running a business, right? Managing the front end of a business, those types of things, a lot of that can come just by practice, repetition, that sort of thing. And, and I would say one of the toughest things for me is I'm totally a people person, right? I can talk to a wall and connect with a wall, right? But the, the element of employees has been a little tough. And, and, and what I've learned and by people in my life that are in the business, right? That know that have been gone before and that's me. That's important. They're not just friends. Yes. No, 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 no level no. of ever solved from the same level of awareness that created no. the problem, right? So no. they're ahead of you. They've been doing this a while, so they know what they're talking about. Right. We just go to our friends and ask for advice. That's fine, but right. sometimes it's good to go through somebody that's been a few steps in front of us. Well, and that that person to me, he actually owns the roastery of the coffee that we purchase, and he's okay. been a good friend of mine through and through this process. He's just incredible, but. um, 
I've learned a lot of employee practice type stuff from him. And, and one thing that I've been able to, to learn and that I would give advice to people in this same role is this is a transitional style job. There are, there are very few people in this role that will be here long-term employees wise, right? Coffee shops, baristas, some people do it for years and years and years. And I think that's freaking awesome, but a lot don't. And my perspective in that situation is, is the time that I have with our employees, however long that is, whether that's two months, six months, three years, right? Or more. What can I encourage in them while they're here? What can they see in themselves that they maybe didn't before? And there's a situation that I can think to immediately. We had an employee that wasn't sure what they wanted to do, was in this job as a transitional situation and found a passion, connected with people here about that passion, is now in school to pursue that passion and left us just a few months ago. And what a gift that is, right? To be able to help them discover really what's next for them and to be part of that process and encourage that. I think it's so exciting when our staff finds other things that they're passionate about. That's maybe away from ristretto's when they come to me and tell me I'm going to go for this job. It's in the field that I want. It's what I've been studying. I'm like, heck yeah, of course I'm sad to lose them because they're incredible. But also I'm like, where can I write a letter of recommendation? How can I encourage you? Do you need to work once a week to supplement that income? Right. All of those things that I just have been told, right. Do what you can with your employees while you have them. Never understood what that meant until I adopted that perspective myself and realized how can I help them find the best version of themselves while they're here. The best barista or janitor or whatever. It's about them being the best person. And that might mean them going somewhere else, but now you're caring about them, not what they can do for you. hundred percent. And it also removes the perspective from me of the, the mindset of lack, if you will, in, in, I just did air quotes, (laughs) lack of employees, right? Some people, in roles like this, I've seen begin to panic when they lose people, begin to real like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? They work so much. This is their hours, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, my perspective is how cool is it that we get to find another one like them or help I develop another one like them I love that. through that process? Because you harvest what you plant right? 100%. or you reap what you sow has been around a long time, that concept. So Man, if you pour your life into people and someone needs to go, you're going to get somebody else that you can pour into them that are going to be just as, yeah, it's kind of, you can call it karma if you want. You can call it the yin and the yang, whatever you want to call it. There's something about that. And and that perspective is an amazing perspective. I was going to ask you if you wanted to highlight, give a shout out to all your employees. But then when you said you've got like 20 employees, it was like, there's no way we can even fit that in this podcast. (laughs) Because I know you, you wouldn't just, you wouldn't just, um highlight them you you'd spend quite because i know who you are you're an I encourager love them, you, each of them, yes. i know you do <laughs> can you talk to us just really quick what's it is it ever difficult being a barista because most of us have only gotten our coffee from this side yeah we've never been on that side of the yeah. story is it ever hard to be a barista uh I would argue it is one of the toughest really? jobs in the service industry. Because they're industry. always so happy. And I think it's easy for people to complain about their coffee or yeah. whatever. But So it's, it's one of the hardest jobs. I, I would say in the service industry, maybe not, maybe not hard. I like to say difficult. Okay. Reason being not the, 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 the skill of making coffee is, is an easy skill to learn. It's easy to perfect, easy to make. It's easy to make good coffee. So if you the have good, side of it. right. If you get, you know, good processes in place, great consistency, great product. I'm very, very, very strong on great product and, and making sure the coffee is consistent, right? That all of those technical things are easy. Generally what's tough is, is 
the the element of customer service in coffee, I would argue, is different than any other service industry. Okay. Reason being is because you often are experiencing people, and I know this is getting deep, but track with me here. You're often experiencing people that have yet to get their drug for the day. That's okay. coffee, right? Okay. So they're coming here before, often, before, before they, they have that. Fix, that. So 100%. That caffeine. sounds silly, but it's the truth. I am a grumpy gal before I have my coffee it in the morning. It also isn't just because of the caffeine either. Sometimes it's just that. The ritual. That ritual, the ritual, yes. Yes, 100%. Well so that's been tough, you know, to kind of just help the staff navigate that. Because before you've got that ritual, you can be a bear. Is oh, that what you're saying? Oh, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. Especially and, early in the morning when oh people are going to work, they're not yes, up yet. Yes, I like... First of all, why are you getting coffee and grumpy at first? But whatever, it's fine. And I'm then, grateful. And then but as a barista, like, you have to be super cheerful no 100%. matter how they treat you. Yep, yep. And but, but but what I will say is it's difficult with the people side often. It's also super rewarding to the positive side is huge. Right. But the, this is technical, right? But the tipping for beverages is very, very high, right? If you think about you get a, you get a $4, $5 chai. Yeah. which is your fave yep. four or five dollar chai you're often tipping one or two bucks on that that's a 50 percent tip yeah so yes the, the the dollar figure is less but the tipping percentage is much higher so these girls take it and guys take it very seriously to make sure that they're making the most that they can in order to pump out as many drinks as they possibly can to be able to receive as much tips to be able to have the best service all of those things are really critical in this industry alone you're not buying a $14 martini and tipping on that you're buying a $4 coffee and tipping on that right so there's complexity to it that I think a lot of people overlook what's a good tip for a barista what do, what do they expect for a tip number one that's just a side point but yeah. secondly what would you tell us regarding baristas um i would say expectation of tip is if you're making coffee not only consistently accurately correct to what the customer is ordering but also getting to know that customer getting to know your regulars i think you will see your tips go up um i know our girls that know our customers individually by name know their drinks, they will often see higher tip but ratios. But as a person who buys that, as, a, mm-hmm. as the tipper himself, oh. what would be a good tip for us to give? I would say at least a dollar. Okay. At least. Um, it's relative though, because tipping... Is that per drink or per order? I would say per drink. Okay. Uh, honestly, that... And, and I'm... I have a... I would say sideways perspective a little bit, because I know the industry upwards, frontwards, backwards, all the things, right? Okay. But I would say it's generous to leave a dollar tip for each drink. So if there's a if there's a five drink order, five dollar tip is very regular, and I think it's very much so earned. Each drink's made individually, made sure it's accurate, all those things, right? So that's what I would say is fair, okay. um, especially in like a craft style coffee sure. shop like ours. Okay. Um, and and advice for for baristas, I would just say make freaking good coffee and have good conversation. Those two things, you know, in your 30 second interaction with somebody, you can change their day. You can truly change their day. And I always make the joke when I'm behind the bar, I'll say, you know, when people are deciding on their coffee, I'm like, this is your biggest decision of the day. Like, let's make the right one. Taste it first. Make sure you're leaving. You're good with it. Right. All of those things, because it's you're spending money on. It's not cheap. It's expensive. And so making sure that decision's right and that it tastes right and going the extra mile, I think really helps. Yeah. And I think for us to realize as people that order the coffees, just to see that just because that barista is happy and smiley doesn't mean that they're not. I walked into a coffee shop once with my buddy. And he never goes to coffee shops, but I had to go. And I, I don't like coffee. Mm-hmm. But one day my wife said, you should try this chai. <laughs> and I drank her chai. And I'm like, that's pumpkin pie in a cup. Are you kidding <laughs> so me? Yeah. Right? So we were in the, waiting in this long line. And the line was long. The baristas were stressed. 
And all of a sudden, my buddy said, I'm just, I'm just hanging out with my buddy, so I'm not even paying attention to the world around me, right. which is kind of uncommon for me because I talk about that a lot. But all of a sudden, I see, he says, she's not having a good day. I said, who? And he points to, he turns his head to the barista at the very end up there. And she just was not happy. And I, I don't know why I said this, but it just came out of my said, oh, we're going to change that. Oh, you know? I love so that. So when I got up there, I just said some line to her, like I said, hold the milk. No, I want you to hold the milk. I can't remember what I said, yeah. right? And she just started laughing. <laughs> oh, I love it that. It was just, and honestly, I don't if it, even know how that came out of my mind. I, I, I can be kind of creative at times, but I think the universe agrees with us. I think God agrees with, with us. I think when we decide to encourage somebody, we get some other support, some spiritual yes, support for that. I think definitely. I believe there's a God, and I believe that God cares about all of us, no matter mm-hmm. what our perspective is or no matter where we are. Right. And when someone, one human decides, I want to bless another human, I think God will show up and say, here's... I, so it came out of my mouth, and it was it was funny, I guess. <laughs> was it here? Just, huh? Was it here? No, it was oh, in Southern was like, California. hilarious. Right. <laughs> and, um, and as we're leaving... My buddy said, look, you know, he, he tilted his head towards the barista up there. And I and I looked at her and she was grinning from ear to ear. She was laughing. She was having. And I thought that one little comment. Wow, that's awesome. So I think it's good for us to see that we take it one sided a lot. We expect the barista to encourage us, but we need to encourage the barista, which takes me to the point. The reason I really want to have this interview with you. Now, I brought you something here because this is our second ever. I started something about three years ago called limelight because our color is lime green Mm -hmm. right and limelight is how they would they would it was the old-fashioned spotlight how they would you know shine light on the actors back in the day right and so when you put some of the limelight you want to highlight them and i want to find modern day heroes no hero thinks that they're a hero unless they wear a cape right? (laughs) right no heroes these days wear capes right they're just regular people doing regular things all the heroes out there will tell you they're not a hero but we know better Right. And I think you're a hero. Aww. And so I've done, I said I was going to do more limelights, and then I forgot, forgot all about it. <laughs> now, I've highlighted people, and we've had several limelights, but I've never made them an official limelight. So you are a second official Aww. limelight. So what I want to give you is, you can have your choice here. You take as many of these or as, that you want, but we got a Happy Life sticker, oh, a Happy fun. Life magnet if you want to put it on your on your thing down there we also got a happy like keychain if you want to put a key on that or a happy oh my like gosh button. this one is calling my name okay right here. so you can yes. do with that whatever you, you want take as many or as few I as you want that. i just wanted to thank you for being a hero thank you um, and uh this place is so cool my brother when he comes up to visit me we have to come to this place his his wife is like my sister-in-law she they talk about it all year long oh, wow. and i just my son just showed up with his band Right, and he's in this band in in Utah, and uh, they're on tour. And he shows up, and guess what? They're coming over here. You're open till nine o'clock at night, yeah. which no, co- I I don't understand why other coffee shops don't. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you guys are. There's a little path from my house. I actually have a little gate that I made, a hidden gate that no one can see because <laughs> really? oh they're right gosh. by. There's a strip mall, and then there's all these trees. And there's my so for me to get her, I have to walk all the way around. Yeah, that's silly. So I put a gate in my my boys call it a secret patches way back when they were little, you know, because they wanted to come to the gas station right next door to get all their goodies. Well, when Ristretto's came up, I'm like, <laughs> and it was like there's this little path. I've done some videos on it before too. Like comes here perfectly, and I thought. If this was my hotel and I had a coffee joint like this, right, and I would say I got to go to that hotel again, yep. and I'm like, I live here. That's so, so cool. So I do a lot oh of gosh. business here. I love the love one it. time I was stuck. I just I didn't feel like doing any work, and I came over here and music was going on over here, uh-huh. and I set up my. And by the way, you do live music on Saturday night, and my yes. all three of my boys are all drummers, and they've all 
played in this coffee shop, so which cool. is so cool. Amazing. Right? I love that. And um, I remember setting up my laptop on here and the music was going. And all of a sudden, about an hour into it, I realized I am knocking some stuff out. I was mm-hmm. just lethargic before. I didn't want to do anything. So I love this joint. I, I love the, the path that I come to get here. And I love the environment that you created. And I think one of the biggest reasons this environment is so great and people love this place is about the story that I want you to tell next. It fits right along with what we've been saying, which is why I think you're a hero. I don't know if you remember this story or not. And I was going to tell this on one of my podcasts. And I was like, I don't know the details well enough. And I just need to come right to the person, right to the hero, and put, shine a limelight on you. There was a story that you told our mutual friend, James mm-hmm. Kendall, about there was someone that showed up here. I think you might have known them. Okay. And you said something. You encouraged them. You asked them how they're doing. You said something along the lines of, I'm trying to get you to remember the story. You said something along the lines of, you know, they always ask how everyone else is doing, but I wonder whoever asked them how they're doing. Yes, do you remember the story? I remember. Can you I go do. into that story yes, a little bit? I just, yes. Lauren, that's why you're such a great coffee shop owner. You'd be great at anything because this is what makes people happy. This is what makes life turn on. This is what makes you happy. This is one of the reasons why I think that you're a modern day hero. Tell us that story. Yes. Give oh us all gosh. the details that you yes, can. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that one. That's that. This is, this is cool. So biggest Big, one of the biggest things for me just in, in life and all the things is to check on the people that don't often get checked upon, right? Mental health struggles are huge right now. Experiences of even, I hate, I hate it, but suicide. All of those things are huge, right? Especially removing, you know, COVID that just happened yes. and all of just the weirdness in the world, fill in the blank. Everyone, when I just said that, everything or something came to everyone's mind that would affect that yes. sort of thing yes. in their life. So this person is a little bit slightly removed from me personally, but actually teaches at the elementary school that I went to. And she is the mother of somebody that I know. However, I just have to say that that is pretty cool. That, <laughs> yeah. that the elementary school that you went to, yes. a teacher from that school yes. shows up in the shop that you own. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, and my going. high school is a mile down the road. It's, it, there's, there's, there's cool experiences throughout that, but she is loosely connected to me, but I know her kids, like I said, and she was in here with a group of her, I don't know if it was colleagues, friends. I think it was a combination of both, um, at a happy hour event here. And I have heard things about her that I don't love you know, to hear whether they're true or not. It, it, when families split, things happen and, and people take sides and, and conversations are had. However, this specific person is often painted negatively. And um, she is somebody that is, I think, incredible. I think she's a gift to everyone she interacts with. I think elementary school teachers specifically are heroes in your language Agreed. to the world. And by the way, can I say this? Do you think it's possible to be an amazing person and make mistakes. Oh my gosh. To be an amazing person and say something mean to somebody, oh to gosh. have a bad day and yeah. do something stupid. Do you think that's possible? Oh my gosh. Right. I do it probably multiple times a day. Me too. And and to judge a person based upon that instead of their overall what right. kind of person they are. Okay. Right. So you, you got me. Keep going. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm liking the story. <laughs> right. And, and I'm like, I've been through things too with people close to me that have made, I've made huge mistakes. People in my life have made very, very big mistakes, very close easy. to me. And it'd be so easy for us to, everyone else is saying negative things about this person. Right. So we should jump on that bandwagon right. too. Right. Absolutely. But you didn't for no. some reason. And I, I, I remember specifically a nudge. I, I call it when I get like nudges, whether it's a gut feeling 
some people would call it the universe. I would call it the Holy Spirit. Getting nudges of... Which is really, it's God's spirit, yep. right? That's And that's why it's called the Holy Spirit. Right. But it's basically like when I walk in here and you're not here, it's like Lauren is here. Yeah. It's the spirit of Lauren, right? right. It's the, That's kind of what the Holy Spirit right. is. It's God kind of being in a I would situation. Say, I would say the nudging, the nudging energy, the nudging whatever, right? Okay. Whenever I feel that, I, I do my very, very best to act upon that. And I remember seeing her and, and being like, hmm, she has not had a good day. She's happy to be here. She's happy to be with her friends, all those things. But she, I don't know what situation's going on, but I, I almost, it was crazy. It's like, I felt like I ran at her, but I probably didn't. I probably just walked swiftly towards <laughs> but it her. Feels that way, yeah, but right? I was like, I must find out, right. right? And I would also say this, I'm sorry to keep pausing, no, you, but you're bringing fine. up some serious no, stuff no, no, that heroes sure. do. The reason why you were to spot that, because you were alert. Yeah. You're paying attention to your customers. It's not just about you getting her coffee and getting her out the door. Right. You know, like a lot of a lot of the other chain of coffee that everybody knows about, right? right? <laughs> You'll notice they try to make it look comfy inside, but all the chairs are hard. Yes. They have two soft chairs in there and from what I understand the science behind that is you want to, they want you to feel like you're comfortable and that you're at home, but the chairs but are hard so you don't stay, stay all day, right? right? But all your chairs here are padded. <laughs> Right. That's and your funny. environment is just so <laughs> yes. right. So but what I'm trying to say is, is you weren't just focused on you or this mm-hmm. moment would have left. Heroes focus on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we close every episode with make someone happy and you'll be happy, too. Right. So that's kind of why it's one of our credos, because it's so powerful. But mm-hmm. the point I want to bring up and, and I release you back the story because I'm, I'm intrigued here. But I just wanted to point out the fact that this story only happened because you were paying attention to her as a yeah. human being, not as a customer, not as someone who's bringing you money and get her out the door. You cared for her about as a, and I think that's what makes you a hero, makes you a great boss. So Aww, appreciate that. you Thank ran you. towards her, yeah, kno- tackled like, her, knocked yeah, her over. I felt like I ran and <laughs> I... What's interesting is I don't think she recognized me. It had been years since we had seen each other, interacted directly one-on-one in certain situations we had in the past, but I don't think she knew. So I was like, okay, Lauren, I, I have a tendency to come off kind of strong. And so I'm like, okay, tone it down, have a conversation, right? See how she's doing, make small talk, whatever. So I went up to her and I was like, I don't know if you recognize me, but this is who I am. This is how I know you, right? Kind of gave her a little synopsis and she immediately lit up. And so I was like, oh good. She recognized me. You already me. made cool. her day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, cool. We, we can have a combo now. It's fine. And so I, I was like, hey, you know, you walking in here, you were on my heart. I was like, how are you doing? And that's all I said. And she almost, she almost went into tears almost immediately. And I was like, oh geez, I, I'm, oh my gosh. Like I'm thinking I'm ruining this oh, no. event. Oh my gosh. Like I'm going to upset. Right. I never want to strike a chord so significantly. I, I want to, I ride the, I always say I ride the line of, of super, super serious and deep, but also super surface level and comfortable because people are here to enjoy themselves. Right. So, but with her, I was like, ah, I, something's up. And she gave me a huge hug and she was like, oh my gosh. She goes, thank you for asking. She goes, I've been better. She's like, obviously I can't go into it right now. She goes, but thank you so much for asking. And just the fact that you asked totally just shifted my perspective. She goes, because I feel like often I am the one checking on everybody else and checking on others. And what's crazy is I didn't know any of that. I hadn't seen her in years, but the, the talk and the chatter about certain situations that they were involved upon, I'm like, when was the last time somebody asked her how she's doing? Right. And, and what's so cool in this situation that I'm, I'm learning about myself and learning about the culture I'm trying to perpetuate here and all of those things is asking people how they are and actually meaning it, not 
hey, how's it going? You know, right. all of that has a How place are you as fine? well. And it's, it, it's just right. a way of saying hi. Right. All of that has a place as well. But when, when you can kind of see somebody and experience their, their aura or their, what's, yeah. what kind of vibe they're giving off, yes. right? That go the extra mile if you have a second, right? This Which one is was as simple unique. as looking them in the eye just a second longer right. and saying, no, really, how are you? Right. I want to know. And right. just you asking that changed her whole perspective. She didn't have to right. tell you how she was doing. Just use, I love the way you said it. It's like the movie Avatar. The way yes. you, you see somebody, you yes. feel the vibe, which is th- short for vibration. You, uh-huh. We're all putting out vibrations, right? If we would take the time to stop and notice somebody else's vibration and figure out how are you. And I, I think in this situation specifically, it was unique because I had a little bit of background knowledge on, on that situation. However, the conversation still was just as accurate as any other one would be, right? And I used that as an opportunity to talk to the girls and guys that were working that night and just say, hey, you know, I just struck a chord here. (laughs) Didn't mean to. However, this is a great example of why we actually check in on our customers and see how they're doing and have an opportunity to see, you know, can we help? Can we continue to make their day greater, brighter, fill in the blank, happier, right, in this context? And every time she's come in since, which has only been a few times, she always says how much that meant to her and that conversation and interaction. And, and by no means is it something that I'm trying to get clout or glory or anything or celebration right. over. Right. It's more just like, it is a reminder every single well, time. I was the one that asked you about it. the yeah. story. You <laughs> weren't true. just volunteering it. Right. <laughs> and every true. time she sees you, <laughs> yeah. that's going to come to her mind, which means every time she sees you, your relationship with her was just bumped up a whole nother level. In my opinion, because you took the time to feel somebody else's vibe to really see them and to just simply, it wasn't difficult yeah, to do. I hope every single barista, server, kitchen person on our Talk team. Talk to all the happy lifers right now in this yeah. camp that are listening right now. What would you say to them? Include them in the barista yeah. staff. Yeah, whoever, right? Specifically people I see and interact with on the most daily basis, but anyone, I would encourage you to think of the perspective of how can I make someone's day better? How can I actually, not just think maybe sort of might be someday, how can I actually be the person that helps make their day brighter? Because in my opinion, if you want to know what living in happiness overall is, it's when you help other people find their happiness. Boom. That's a mic drop. <laughs> I can't. I can't end it any better than that. How can we get a hold of? How can we follow you on social media? How can yeah, we find you? Yes. Well, you're in Maple Valley, Maple Washington. Maple Valley, Washington. Yep. About it, depending on where you are in the world, in the city, country, whatever. We are about 30 miles south of Seattle, in between Seattle and Tacoma, uh, near Issaquah. If you're familiar with that area, um, you can find us on social media: Ristretto's, R-I-S-T-R-E-T-T-O-S, Coffee and Wine. Um, that's our Facebook page, Instagram, all the things we post, what's happening there. But if you're local, come by. I would love to meet you. Call me by name. You know, maybe recognize my voice. I don't know. But I would love to meet you, see you, enjoy your company. Thanks, Lauren, so much. Thanks for being a hero, Touch for touching so many people's lives and for touching mine. Aww, uh, my, my world is better because you guys are 150 feet from my house, <laughs> 150 paces, I should say, from my house. And um, you are a light. And that's Thank what we need you. these days. Uh, we need, and that's why I wanted to highlight you and put the limelight on you, because you're making a difference. And I want all us happy lifers to see that it's not that hard. It's Thank not that you. difficult to just encourage somebody to see them, to notice them, let them know. So thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
Remember, life isn't perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't be happy. Steve Ace.